Hello, citizens of the realm. Welcome back to another episode of Press A Gaming Podcast. Today I'm joined by Chris Michael Stoley, as uh, always. Ah, I thought I was wild high. And I've given up on trying to use the gamer tags. Good. <laughs> you try keeping everybody straight. Oh, it's so uh, hard in this world. We are also joined by Anthony Anthem. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. How y'all doing today? And for the first time on Press A Gaming Podcast, we are also joined by my good friend, Craig. Hi, Craig. And t- <laughs> today's topic, guys, we are, we're starting the first in a series that are going to be coming to Press A Gaming of genre breakdowns. And seeing as today is Friday the 13th, we're going to be starting with horror. Horror. Can oh, we... the horror. Genre everybody loves to hate or hates to love. I'm not sure how that goes. Well, we're, 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 we're going we're gonna to discuss that tonight. <laughs> Games that made you piss in your pants when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. You got your Resident Evil. You got your Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, of us, so- some of us help- are older kids than that. We're, we're, we're you know, way past that. In, in when the we E.T. game on Atari. Yeah, the hey, E.T. Hey. game on Atari. Actually, I was going to say, like, Jaws and the original Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street video games on the NES. I was, I was oh, going to say, I, I, I was going to say, I don't think E.T. qualifies. Uh, Have you played it? Have you seen that game? That's a horror the, movie. Does, uh... Uh, quick question to the to the panel though: Does, does Zork count? Zork? Never played it, so I don't have a. Uh, is that opinion. the one where it's where it's you you cannot venture on? You might be uh, eaten by a crew. Uh, it is dark. You'll you might you, you oh, yeah. possibly be eaten by a crew. That's what, if you that? if you stay in the dark too long, you will get eaten by a crew. <laughs> is that actually what, what what you were talking about? Did I yes. get it right? Yes, God, Zork. that is an Zork. old reference. <laughs> Zork is a text-based adventure game, Good and if box. you if you wander into a spot in the game that is dark and you don't have anything to light your way, and you hang out in the dark for too long, you'll get eaten by what's called a Gru. It's never terribly specific about what a Gru is, but you are eaten by it. I don't but know. By, I, by those standards, the Oregon Trail is a horror a horror survival game. Rest in peace, peace. <laughs> We have all died of dysentery. <laughs> Damn, that's a little too old school for even me. Good grief. Nah, nah, Oregon Trail's not one of the first horror games. It's definitely one of the first simulation games. Oh, Oregon wow. Trail? I, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> you laugh because you know we all played it in school. Oh yeah! Yes, we did. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I'd, I I would beat somebody up if it, if they would get me a floppy disk with Oregon Trail. <laughs> I wouldn't even feel bad. I'd be all for it. <laughs> uh, but no, well, like, it, what are some of the like our favorite hallmarks of the horror video game genre? Like, what what are our favorite things about it? The jump scares. The really shitty acting. I hope this is not Christmas blood. <laughs> For me, I, I it's the tension and release because there's not many other games that can give you that sort of emotional response. Is how I would put it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I suck at horror games. Like they're they're the worst kind of game uh, uh, for me to play, because like I am super terrible with that that whole tension thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't I, like it when monsters like hang off of the ceiling and like scare the crap out of you and stuff. I have broken controllers over jump scares before. Okay. Yeah. You know how everybody. You know how everybody's got the fight flight. I'm permanently mm-hmm. stuck in fight. <laughs> That's my only option. I don't. I don't get the other two. Like they pop up, but they're grayed out. Well, see, them. well, see again. I, I mentioned some games that were from the horror genre, of the eight-bit generation. That one of the ones I mentioned were completely unbeatable. 
E.T.? You wanted, no, not E.T. I'm talking about Friday the 13th, the video game. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one that had the motorboat, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was just no beating Jason. And and if you wound up in a cabin or somewhere with him, you, you might as well just set the controller down because you're done. <laughs> that, that was a era though because like, that you had not it was a games back then weren't as big you would have instances where they're like how do we how do we make people get their money uh fuck it make it hard <laughs> well i mean all video games were hard but jason was impossible the, the friday the 13th game is the dark souls of the 80s it really the 80s was, was the dark souls of reality it it really it really really was. I think that's a perfect analogy. It really was the Dark Souls of uh of eight bit Nintendo generation. You know, the, diffic- the difficulty curve was ridiculous. There was the no only, difficulty uh, curve. It was you're game, not beating this game. You have a better game I, you have a better chance of finishing fucking Space Invaders. The only other game I can think of that had a, a more difficult difficulty curve was Battletoads. Because you got all the way to that last freaking level. And it's, ah, uh-uh. try and dodge this, it's too fast. No, I, I, I can one-up that. The original Ninja Turtles, the second level. Oh, God. With the with the fucking electrified <sighs> seaweed. <laughs> the biggest, uh, a brief diversion, the biggest difference that I, I find in, uh, uh, difficulty description is there is a there is a vast difference between this is actually impossible and this is hard as shit because like um chris like chris was saying sorry i had to, I had to pull up the skype chat and look at it because i don't <laughs> skype good um the friday to the 13th game was factually impossible jason was too fast and you had no ways to avoid him and no but, matter what you did to him, you, you barely took shit out of his life bar. Uh, bat- both Battletoads and um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you could win. It was hard. <laughs> yeah, they could. They invented Very... something called a Game Genie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember the Game Genie. And that was up, expensive. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, P.A. start. The Konami See, 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 people argue about Contra being, like, one of the most unbeatable games. I still say it was Friday the 13th was the most unbeatable game of, of the, I guess you could say the golden age of video games. Which, ironically enough, still fits into our conversation about horror. I, I mean, that's a bold statement there, my dude, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, um, er, early early horror games weren't super up there on the on the fear factor of things because you know there's only so much terror you can elicit with 8 bits to 16 bits no you're not uh, wrong i mean up until that point the the strongest the strongest like horror genre i guess you could call it a horror genre even though it was a, a side scroller you know that was more jump scare than than the quote unquote horror games. I would say is Castlevania. I, I I don't think horror survival horror, if you will, really took off until at least the uh, PlayStation era. Oh yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Like the horror genre existed beforehand, but it was definitely not what we associate with the horror genre of today. We have to strongly disagree with that. In the SNES era, you had a. Uh... You had games like Clock Tower, which were, um, there was a Clock Tower that got released on the PlayStation, actually there were two that were released on the PlayStation 1. Yep. Those are the Um, ones I remember, yes. Yeah, that was actually an SNES, a Super Nintendo game, and it played very much the same, and I, I actually have to say that, in general, I found old horror games, albeit this might be a bit of nostalgia for me to elicit more of the skin crawling like oh no oh don't because... don't don't get me wrong like there are there were ways for the older generation horror games to to elicit that kind of reaction from you um it's not a it's not a horror game per se but like um pokemon had the whole lavender town theme that spawned entire creepypastas for years after the game's release. 
And it was all just because it had this super creepy major skin crawl that the damn song still makes me uneasy. What game? Like, I, I, uh, Pokemon Red and Blue. Huh. Uh, with, with the Lavender Town theme. That, that theme still creeps me the fuck out. And that's like some eight. Well, see, hey. you know, but, but I think, I think, you know, to, to, to agree with your, uh, with your friend here, as I stop a scam call from coming into my phone, um, to agree with your friend here, I think, I think the older style games, the 16 and 8-bit games, even though, yeah, they may not have the, the theatrical jump scare, if you will, of, of something like, uh. What is that? Uh, what is that Freddy. space? What is that space game that that's completely dark? Dead space. Oh. Dead space. Dead, thank you. Dead space. You know where where that has the creep factor and the jump scares or alien isolation as an example. Yeah. You know, but but the but the eight and sixteen bits, you really had that like on the edge because it it may not have the jump scare factor, but you had the difficulty setting intermixed with trying to get into the, whatever the level or storyline was. Well, older horror genre games definitely went more toward the atmospheric end of the spectrum because they, they couldn't rely on stuff like jump scares and whatnot just because of graphical limitations. So you, you had that atmospheric horror, so it was those games that would make you uneasy and had those weird, esoteric sounding backtracks for for um for older games it absolutely was a a lot of the of the uh of the uh, it was how do you build with your very limited selection of palettes and how many pixels you could put on a screen something that is going to make make your player afraid and they I, I'm gonna jump back to clock tower here because it was a like honestly even today I get freaked out playing that game because it is a, a masterpiece it it, it is the um, I, I forget in Skype can you link images is there like a text chat yeah you can you can link images but like, uh, I, I know it's not going to it's not going to show up in the podcast oh shit that didn't work you can at least share it with us yeah but I, but you guys will be able to kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about if I can figure out how to you go there to the go. Te- go to the text chat and then you click the little three circles and there should be an add image or add files so well while he's doing that Anthony how about you I mean you, you've been kind of quiet through this whole entire uh yeah, I've been listening. Diatribe so, here. <laughs> I told you Craig okay. was going to talk your ears off. Nah, that's all good. So, okay. So here's my thoughts, okay? See, me, the first horror game I had ever played, because I didn't even know Super Nintendo had those, I was too young, was Resident Evil 2. Good pick. And that shit was wow. so real to me, because of how the graphics were. Because, you know... When we were looking at the graphics back then, man. It is really funny how graphics yeah. graphics of back then looked crisp and new. Like, I remember <laughs> st- you know, Final Fantasy VII was state-of-the-art. I look back at it now, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, that's what, there's a fucking, the fucking meme from Final Fantasy VII, like Final Fantasy VIII. Like, it's Squall leaning up against the wall at the... At the party and you're the best looking guy in here and just zooms in on his on his face and all its polygonal glory. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah to Man. mention that they re they re released the uh Final Fantasy eight remastered. I've got to get my hands on it. Uh, why eight? Why not nine? What the hell's wrong with eight? Ugh. Ugh. Uh, Alright, so uh, I, I, I'm going to post two images into the chat. I think. I'm sorry. Maybe. I love you, but yeah. Hey, well, to each is their own. I, dude, eight itself. I mean, let's let's put it to reality here. Back on the conversation we were having, that's creepy. Um, uh, <laughs> you talk you talk about you talk about like horror aspects. Final Fantasy VIII had a horror aspect. Granted, it was in the storyline of uh, of uh, Leon. 
aka Squall, but I mean, his whole entire story arc is he didn't want to befriend anybody because he didn't want to wind up disappointing himself or them because they always leave or he always thought he would die alone. Finally, the girl and the other players or the other uh, teammates get him to accept that he's part of a group, he's part of a team, he's friendships, he falls in love, and he dies alone in an alternate dimension. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> but that's um, some horrific shit right there. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't doesn't necessarily qualify for like the horror genre. Like I get that there's a lot of games that have like existential existential horror and shit within them, but like I'm talking more the you play these games to get scared. It's it's the difference between something having horror undertones and horror overtones because like you you can there um for example gears of war is an action game it is an action undertones but there are several scenes and even even background dialogue and bits of lore that whenever you sit back and think on it like oh they have breeding farms if you can't if you can't fight in the war they take you to the breeding farms (laughs) that doesn't make it a horror game no, I get, I get that. It's just like Fallout. Fallout's got heavy horror influences, but it's really a silly first-person RPG. I mean, except for uh, Fallout's, got players. A, Fallout's got its fair amount of body horror too. Oh, very like much so. Ghouls yeah. and super mutants, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and the forgotten about centaurs. That's what I was trying to remember what they were called. Um, also. The uh, two images that I posted in in chat, uh, what, what, what point I was trying to make is I find the reason I find older games to be a bit a bit more skin crawly is it is the difference between you have your brain has to infer what you're looking at on the on the first image. It's not a crisp uh, crystal image. You it is there's some sort of bulbous monster behind this curtain. And your brain is always better at scaring you than any than anybody's image is. And I, the next image is Mr. X from the Resident Evil 2 remake, a ma- another masterpiece of a game. But just looking at it, you're like, it's a, it's some dope in a trench coat with fedora. Some is he gonna some, tip it at me? <laughs> somebody ruined What's that fedora the, lover. Somebody ruined the uh, Resident Evil 2 remake or remaster. By uh, making a mod for the game that anytime Mr. X shums, shows up, uh, the the background track is X going to give it to you. Not default. <laughs> that is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> somebody showed me a video of somebody playing that mod, and I'm just like, okay, yeah. All of the horror tension is gone. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, in Resident Evil, I, in Resident Evil, I think Resident Evil lost it after three. To be completely honest, it's hard. It's hard. I don't know. Six and four were pretty good. Four? Come on, man! You got you got, you got you got redneck zombies now. No thanks. Okay, I, first of all, they were not redneck zombies. They were redneck they zombies. Were, they were cult. Um, cold, virally infested people. So since, since we've kind of gotten to that point of the breakdown, uh, what are some of our favorites? Like, just go around and what are, what's our favorite, what, what's, what's everybody's favorite horror game they've ever played? I guess we'll start with uh, Chris. Well, I, I guess it depends. I, I, I can name three off the top of my head. Um Again, because of the fact that I grew up on the 8-bit Nintendo, I would say uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, because it was actually beatable. Um, (laughs) For for pretty much all time, it was the original director's cut version of Resident Evil. And uh, modernly, right now, I would, even though it's more of an MMO, I would have to say Friday the 13th. I actually kind of liked a lot of the uh, Let's Play videos I saw of Friday the 13th, the, the new game, because like I, I love the idea of being able to play multiplayer with your friends, and one of you is the killer, and everybody else is just trying to not get killed. You know what? You, you only play this game to be Jason. Like, you 
put up with being a counselor for the chance that you randomly become Jason because it is so much fun. <laughs> Ooh. Have you guys ever played Dust Till Dawn? No. Um No. Yeah, it's basically it's it's basically the same thing, it's just a different concept of a killer. Uh, do you mean until dawn? Uh, yeah, until dawn. I'm sorry. Uh, I was oh, yeah. say, Dust oh, till dawn is, until, is a vampire dust movie. Till dawn. <laughs> till dawn. Until dawn. Yeah, I that that one was a good one. I I liked that one. I'm not big on horror games, but I actually liked Until Dawn. Then you might want to check out a game that just came out called Man of Medan. It's made by the same. It's made by the same team, but uh, it's just uh, separated from the Until Dawn trilogy, or. I guess the Tuigi. <laughs> as I, uh, I think, was, I think one of the things I liked the best about Until Dawn was the fact that your choices, the choices you made, actually affected the outcome of the game, mm-hmm. and, and it, it very much added to that that horrific fear in playing it because it's like, oh, is somebody else gonna die because of my choices, you know, or or. Or hey, can I can I save everyone, or am I gonna fuck it up? Can I be fair though? The the only modern game, the the only game of modern time that's really given me kind of jump scares. You guys are gonna laugh at this. Battle Star Wars Battlefront Two when they added the Ewok hunt. Are you? <laughs> that, that's entirely fair. What? Okay, for the people that don't know, Ewok, obviously Battlefront 2 is a first-person shooter, and it's always, you know, like you're either part of the Rebels or the Resistance or the Galactic Republic versus the Separatists or the Empire or the First Order. But then they added a game type, which is basically a survival horror game called Ewok Hunt. And you are either a group of stormtroopers trapped on Endor after the Battle of Episode 6, Waiting to be picked up by the Imperials to be, you know, distract, uh, uh, oh my god, uh, taken off planet. But it's nightfall, you only have like a flashlight and blaster, and you've got to fight off Ewoks. Now here's the thing, select players randomly become the Ewoks that are hunting you. If you die, you become one of the Ewoks and you start hunting everybody else. But it is literally down to the last man in pitch black as a stormtrooper surrounded walks. What? Like, you know, like four feet? Four. <laughs> yeah, but there's a hundred of them. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It like, is. What? It is yeah, really what creepy. What would you do if you were getting invaded? <laughs> Three toddlers. Not that scary. 300 toddlers. Oh, God. How many character gardeners can you fight? Apparently, three. <laughs> Look, I mean, it was any consolation. It's really good for punt practice. But, all right, let me let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. I'm gonna ruin some childhoods here. Empire Strikes Back at the end when the Ewoks are doing the celebration. That one Ewok is playing drums on all the Imperial stormtroopers' helmets. You don't think they just took the helmets and made drums, do you? They fucking ate oh. them. They're murder bears. <laughs> <laughs> Actual oh, drums. <laughs> They're fucking murder bears, and the worst thing that George Lucas ever did in the special editions has made them fucking creepy things blink. <laughs> I mean, think of it this way, though. You can always just boop it on the nose. <laughs> right. so, I'll boop it on the nose with a spear. I don't let that thing near me. <laughs> All, right, Craig, All, right. All right, Craig, what's your favorite horror game? So I, I've... I've actually been using this conversation to stew on that a little bit. I, I'm going to I'm going to give list three games. In terms of atmosphere, Silent Hill Two is hands down my favorite horror game atmosphere. Okay, good choice. And in terms of overall gameplay, it uh, I have to give that to uh, the Resident Evil Two remake. Because it was a perfect, I, I I don't you know I'm not going to say perfect. There was some jank to it, but that's it, that that is inherent. Because it, it, most horror games are clunky whenever it comes to the combat, and it's often deliberately so. And because it, it's a, a a big genre now, and I don't really 
know what to call it anymore. The there's the multiplayer horror game where it's like like Left for Dead and um um how what was that game called? Um like fr- the Friday the t- 13th, uh, Dead by Daylight, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. I I have to give my my choice for that to Dead by Daylight because it the lack of actual available communication between players and the variety of ways that the uh, the killer can get to you not to mention the variety of killers is I, I won't say that it elicits fear I will say it is one of the most tense games I've ever played, and I I can only do about one round per day before my <laughs> nerves are shot. <laughs> it is not it is not a game to relax to. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. See, I'm gonna have to right. re-download Friday the Thirteenth the game again. This conversation is <laughs> gonna make me do it. <laughs> all right, Anthony, you got a favorite horror game? Um, it's between Five Nights at Freddy and Dead Rising. Oh, Five Nights at Freddy. I've been waiting for somebody to mention it. Waiting yes. for somebody to mention it. Never played it. Like, oh, oh my gosh. It, it actually is... has a good backstory to it, too. Oh, man. Five Nights at Freddy's definitely wins for, like, background lore. Because, like, there's so much going on in the background of that game. And, oh, and yeah. at its base, it is literally just a sit in a room and try not to get attacked. By a mechanical Chuck E. Cheese knockoff animals that will eat like, you. And oh man, like I, I gotta I gotta go back to what Craig said earlier about the 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 just the tension, like. The jump scares of, of Five Nights at Freddy's aren't what scares me the most about that game. It's it's literally the tension that it builds up of you sitting in, in the, the guard shack, watching all the different screens. Trying to keep all, Foxy from running after you. Trying try to keep all the different animatronics from getting into the room and only having a limited amount of power for the for the doors. Well, let me let me and ask you. I'm, let me ask you this. Um <laughs> If this classifies, because I, I know it's labeled as a as a horror shooter, but I kind of ride the fence on whether or not it actually classifies as a horror game. The Bioshock series. Ooh, I'll give you the. Ooh. I don't know. I'll give you I'll the first. Which one? I'll give you the first two. Bioshock Infinite, definitely not. Uh, uh, the third one where they got the sky races. Yeah. See, yeah. I definitely wouldn't count Infinite uh, Infinite either, but I mean, Bioshock One and Two did have horror elements, and it was classified I, as a as a horror shooter. I am ab- going to absolutely. say yes. I, I it, it's a tough choice for me. I spent but, a lot. Yeah. Of, I spent a lot of time playing Bioshock and Bioshock Two on Edge. That just wasn't there when I played Infinite, and like. Not I that mean, I did not that I didn't like Infinite, but the 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 tension of like being terrified that a big daddy or a little sister was just gonna round the corner and fuck me up was not oh. there. It's it that drill and just go right through your stomach and everything. They're like I remember seeing the commercials for that game. They were putting the trailers I wasn't bothered by the big daddies. It was it was uh it was Bioshock two. Where every time you rescued all the uh, the little sisters of the area, and then all of a sudden here comes Big Sister. That bitch gave me some fucking anxiety. Oh, oh. <laughs> kill too. Our... Oh, that that uh, bitch uh, raised some blood pressure. <laughs> but I just want to say, sky races are dangerous too. Yeah, thankfully <laughs> most racists nowadays are bound by gravity. <laughs> I about to say they were in the sky and they were a cult. That was some scary shit. Uh, although shit. I, I, I do, I do have a question. Okay, well, I mean, you guys mentioned uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that that set a little thought off in my head. Is 
they're a difference between a horror game that is scary because the atmosphere is scary and a horror game that is almost entirely based on jump scares. Like the, the reason that uh, five nights is so horrifying. It's, it, it isn't the ambient buildup of, you know, you play this, you, you build up to a scene for, I don't know, 40 minutes. It is from the get, like having played it myself, from the get-go, it is immediate tension with it, a a jump scare. There's no, um, it doesn't feel very, I guess, cerebral. Uh, I guess, I guess, to, to answer your question is, there are some uh, genres where they try to do both, and the first thing that's popping in my mind as you're describing this is Doom Three. Where Dude. they tried to add the, the, the dark ambience for tension, but also the jump scares. Which, quite honestly, let's, be, it, let's be real, Doom didn't need it. But, I mean, it 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 kind of shared both of it. There's, so, something, there's something about having a gun, and a big gun at that. No, no, no. Take, a that big takes the ed- gun. That takes the edge off of jump scares a little bit. Right, but how long does it take for you to get the BFG-9000? We're still talking about, like, think about the first level when you arrive on Mars, where, you know, the lights just went out and hell just broke through the barrier. Just a shot, just a shotgun usually makes me feel better. (laughs) Like, I, I, I feel a lot less scared by a jump scare, more startled by a jump scare when the damn thing pops around the corner to try and scare the bejeebus out of me and it's greeted by a face full of buckshot. It, well, a lot of that boils down to, can you defend yourself? Exactly. It, like, is there an ability to eliminate the threat? And there, that's why in, uh, like, uh, the again, the RE2 remake, it's they, they have deliberately gone and made it so that you can kill the zombies. It's hard. They take a lot of bullets, and aiming is hard. And it's it, as weird as it sounds. It is to de de incentivize the player from just going around murking everything. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, if we're if we're talking about like that being part of the uh, the the aspects of of what makes a good horror game to a non good horror game, then. Where does like Alien Isolation rank? Where you really have no way of defending yourself. The whole entire game is sneak around and don't wake Daddy, if you will, with the Xenomorph. I, I think that that's definitely where we start getting into the distinction uh, uh, between your just standard horror game and your survival horror. Yes, uh, that's actually what I was thinking too. Because for for your standard horror fair, you may or may not have a way to defend yourself. Um, wh- whereas with with a survival horror game, you're either not going to have a way to defend yourself, or you're going to have to build up to being able to defend yourself. It, like, or uh, it'll actually, be severely limited. That actually that actually re- uh, rolls me into my favorite horror game, which is uh, the Forest. Ooh, that that is a fairly good one. I've like, never played the Forest. It, it, it is a survival horror game that dumps you off on a deserted island uh, after a plane crash, and you you have nothing but what you can gather. Like you pick you pick up the crash axe from the uh, plane crash and start with a bunch of like food and shit you can gather from the the luggage scattered all over the place, and. Uh, you pretty much have to build yourself a shelter, catch yourself food, survive, and it starts off just your standard survival game fair. It's not that much different from fucking Minecraft. Um, you're you're just cutting down trees, building shelters with with what what you find and scavenge, and then the longer the more days pass within the game, you start having cannibals come after you. Oh God. And uh, the, these things start out just kind of jump scary. Um, you'll just be hanging out at your um, 
uh, shelter at night, and you'll hear some like screaming noises in the background. And these things will run up to you and smack you real quick, but they'll run away. And the the more the more nights you go, the the more the the braver they become. Like they start out just showing up only at night, but le- as you survive longer, they start coming out during the day. They start then they start attacking you during the day. So it's like you're safe for a little bit, and then you're not. And then after uh, after the cannibals uh, start getting more difficult, you start getting these mutant creatures that come after you too. And oh my god, the body horror for those things! The first time I ran into a, uh, I call it a fucking Spooderman. It, it's literally just this this monster with no arms and a fuck ton of legs. Oh. Uh, let, me, let me see if I can pull one up. I'll, I'll post it to the chat. What? Uh, one of the neat things about the forest, that, not to talk over you, um, oh, go ahead, is the way that they introduce the enemies to you is it, it you in the first couple days you might see them actually hanging out outside of your camp watching you, and they they'll actually bug out if they notice you looking back. So like I want to say like day one out. through four. They just they might hang out around you and kind of like get a feel for you, and like after that they start kind of that's when they start making their little skirmish attacks. But it, it, it I whenever I got the forest it was that thing. It was oh, oh what look. the heck is that? Yeah. Gosh. Well, you that know, is... between every set of those legs. That is true. I'm trying to figure out what that claw-like thing is. Is that a claw or a hand? Because it looks like a deformed... Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's all white and sticky looking. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that It's like alone. a resident... It's, it's sort of like a freaking Silent Hill monster and an alien made a baby. Oh, gosh. I mean, seriously... It looks like some, it looks like the thing that like holds your pizza together. <laughs> <laughs> the little pizza table. Like, oh my gosh! So, I was like, I would not want that on my pizza. For for comparison, this is what they start sending. You know, that's, that's what what starts coming after you. Like, it it's it's definitely a tribal cannibal. And, and, and you can definitely tell, like, that the arms sticking out on its back are not its arms. It's just arms it, they've collected and they're using as, like, decoration. The right to if you will. That's a heck of a way to wave high. Right? right? But, like, it, it starts off having those guys show up. Or, like, even cannibals that are just, like, naked and, and covered in blood and rushing you. And, like, you can definitely tell that these things are still human. They're just fucked up humans. And then the fucking game hits you with that thing. And like, it's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> I, I, made, I made it to, like, day 17. And suddenly my, my, my shelter was under attack by that thing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. And the, the best thing I had to defend myself with at the time was a, uh, a, a club fashioned out of a stick and a couple rocks. How'd that go? <laughs> I died. Several I times. Well, I, got a, I got a question for, for the horror genre field here. Uh, the Walking Dead. There were two styles of games so I'm going to bring up and get your opinions on. One, obviously, is the Telltale games. Uh, story story based, of course, but horror, yay or nay? Great. I mean, it did have it, great games, did have jump scares to them, especially horror. with quick quick uh, button mashing scenarios. I I'm yeah. going to say no, and that's purely on the basis that the the Telltale games existed in a really weird genre, like it. it a genre that I'm to this day I'm still not entirely sure what to call it. Telltale. They're definitely. It's a telltale game. Yes. Absolutely. They're definitely. They're definitely story-driven games, 
any any of the Telltale games I have seen is is it's less focus on gameplay and more focus on like an interactive story. There, what what if I could interact with my comic? They're basically Western visual novels. Yep. Essentially, yeah, but that 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 was one question. The other the other Walking Dead uh, game that I'm going to bring up is uh, the Daryl and Meryl prequel game that was on the 360 uh, Survival Instinct. I never played it, so I can't. Yeah, I can't. I it, never played that one, so I never. It, I didn't even know that you had that. Yeah, that it, it, it's out there. Uh, it's an Xbox 360 game. You play as Daryl, and it's uh, right as the zombie apocalypse first begins. So you're you're literally uh, out in the woods hunting with your dad and friends, and you know then the 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 zombie shit happens. Dad gets killed. You have to. You're running around trying to get out of the woods. Uh, you wind up in town. You're trying to stay away from the the zombies while you know gathering supplies, batteries, weapons, whatever the case may be. And you're trying. It's using the actual aspects of the show in the sense of like you got to be quiet and not draw the attention of the walkers. And if you do, you have to stab them in the head or shoot them in the head. You can't. You can't do uh, you know just body shots or whatever else. And if you shoot your gun, it attracts more. It attracts. It attracts more walkers. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to get everybody's opinion on that. It's like it does have a scavenger slash survival aspect, but it it is probably one of the only Walking Dead games I've ever seen to follow true to the mythos of the show. And uh, of, subsequently, yeah, like, the comic. I'm going I'm to say that comic. Because that's what, it was kind of, like, Telltale was trying to do with, like, a comic book. Right. De- definitely, definitely qualifies uh, in a way that the Telltale games don't, uh, because there's a system within place in the game that just really allows it to ramp up the tension due to player action. Because, well, I, I, I don't know who said it earlier in the podcast, but, like, nothing scares you better than your own brain. That was me. <laughs> like, mm. like no, nothing scares you better than your own brain. Like, the best horror games are the ones that that ramp up the tension by making you second guess every decision you're gonna make. It, on like, that, do, uh, do do I step down this hallway and, and come around the corner, or is something gonna freaking jump out at me and and kill me? You know. On that note, that. That is why I. That is why I feel there is a very big gap in what is horror and what is survival horror. Because uh, a horror game can be like uh, five Five Nights at Freddy's, um, uh, Dead Space. Um, I I go as far as say like maybe even uh, Resident Evil Four. It was still it was an action horror game, but it was a horror game. Yeah, you know, Doom. Yeah, Doom Doom Three action horror. Um, but survival horror for is more about I have precious little resources, and if and trying to deal with these monsters if I. If I try to say pop, you know, pop, pop, make bodies drop, I'm going to run out of these resources that I need. Every everything needs to be calculated. Every you have to be meticulous. You have to think about it. And yeah, I feel that other horror doesn't let account for that. Which is, right, so is exactly why. So what about Manhunt then? Well, I was going to say oh. that that's why I'm not mentioning certain games like Dead Rising, which even though zombie based, it it it's an action game. Yeah. <laughs> well, because like there were some horror themes too, because they had some crazy mofos in that game. Yeah, but I don't know if I ever felt scared playing Dead Rising. I definitely felt the tension of like, oh, oh shit, I, 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 I'm not strong enough for this particular fight. But I, I never felt the the same levels of horror that I did with games like The Forest or Left for Dead or Outlast. 
I, I think know, I wasn't really scared of like Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead was not a scary game to me. I I mean, the, it was a the, tense game. The jo- the jockeys definitely got me with a bunch of jump scares a couple of times, and I really fucking hated the witches. I, I feel like, oh the witches oh man <laughs> they they could get you. Oh uh, man, they would throw you there, like there halfway. Were, across there the were map. so there were so many times I was playing online that like I'd, I'd hear the crying, I'd locate the witch, and I'd try to be like, all right, guys go around her just avoid her and one of my teammates would startle the witch and she'd go after me first for whatever reason <laughs> man you had an awful teammate they were trying to get you killed <laughs> they were just like you know what oh f that you know what i'm just gonna that, that's that's hey, witch that's what that's what made left for dead a, a horror game was not the fact that like the 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 zombies or like the atmosphere was was horrific, intense, and everything. It was your fucking teammates, man? They made that game a horror game because you could you could account for what the zombie AIs were gonna do. You couldn't account for what your fucking teammates were gonna do. Well, in fairness, that though, does, was, that, does that, that count the Call of Duty zombies as as? Nah, uh, that was funny. Nah, not I, I, zombies. I was never, Nazi zombies was not funny. I was never afraid of Nazi zombies. What about Nazi the zombie, Nazi zombies was just straight up fun. Well, let's talk about Advanced Warfare fit, then, where the zombies had fucking exosuits. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny too. I thought Call of Duty zombies was hilarious. Never played it, but what the fuck? <laughs> it's a lot of dark, Nazi ironic zo- humor. Nazi, zombie, Nazi zombies was already ridiculous. Like, I I I love the game mode just because it's like you started off with like a, a simple weapon, and you 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 fought off wave after wave, and then you would go to the the random box and it would give you another random weapon, and then they had like the fucking laser gun that you could randomly get. It was best weapon in the entire game. Oh, that alien gun. Yeah, just fucking mow down zombies with it. As soon oh, as. Man. Keep and your that, alien that, gun. That, Keep your alien gun. Give me the golden gun from fucking Goldeneye. <laughs> I'm good to go. <laughs> you know what was a horror movie? Some of the villains looking like they uh, looking like they should have just been on like a Quaker Oats box or something. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Every time I looked at some of these Bond villains on um, the N64, it made me just want some cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always felt like I related way too much to, uh, oh, what was the, the little guy? Oh, odd job. Odd job. <laughs> Especially with it, like moving your moving your point of view and your player model down there, I was like, oh man, that's hits too close to home. <laughs> All right, well, I got a, I got a question for the group then uh, in in this uh, aspects of the of the horror game genre. Which right. do you, which type of franchise do you feel has been more successful or sh- appeals more to general audiences? Resident Game, Evil. Games that are that are independent of themselves, you know, it, original story, original idea, original jump scare, or the licensed games that are based on something else, whether it be a horror movie, a horror comic, uh, things of that nature, where uh, it's a more recognizable brand. I, I you know I think the standalones uh, are are the better ones because Resident Evil and Silent Hill fall fall under that standalone. What uh, about the Resident Evil movie? <laughs> well, the Resident oh, Evil the Resident <laughs> Evil movie and the Silent Hill movie were based off the video games. I I don't know. I'm still waiting for Mia 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 Joe to show up. Kovich. Yeah, is that a JoJo's reference? Jojo reference. What's up with Jojo? Uh, I'm still waiting for her to show up in a, a Resident Evil game as a background character to immediately <laughs> die. Oh my god. Son of a beach. Oh my god. But, oh uh, shit. Joseph, jo- Joseph Joestar would be great at horror Let's Plays. To, to oh, answer the question, my favorite I... Joestar. Oh, go ahead. 
I'm oh, sorry, that's my favorite JoJo. Continue. I I would say that the individual IPs, like the the, the like he said, uh, Resident Evil is actually going to be the one the most successful. With uh, although I will I I do have to give honorable mention to Alien Isolation for being a horror game attached to something else that's actually really good. Well, you know what? Aliens, yeah. Aliens had a, a couple decent games uh, that were added to the franchise through the years. I, I'm yeah. remembering the Alien trilogy on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. A- like, Alien Isolation, great game, despite the uh, broken AI. Uh, they, they ended up patching the hell out of that. It's scary. <laughs> I just, I just oh, wait, no. it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. No, I got confused. But I mean, but I mean, you know, like if you remember the Alien trilogy, it was a first-person shooter. It was a Doom-style first-person shooter, but it had a creep factor to it, and it was actually a solid game. The problem is, is most people think of an Alien game, they think of like fucking Colonial Marines, which you know. Yep. Uh. <laughs> there, there were a few mm. real on uh, that I have on PC. Alien Colonial Marines. It's the Alien series trying to play Doom. Pretty much. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Alien Colonial Marines was Gearbox going, hey, we need money to make a game. Can we get the rights to Aliens? That way we can get $30 million for it? Yeah, are you going to spend that $30 million on uh, a video game? Oh, yeah, definitely. And we're, I assure you, we won't spend that money on Borderlands 2. <laughs> right. <laughs> I promise. Wink. Ha! <laughs> Fucking 2K. There's a Gearbox and 2K. There's a game. It, it was it was a PC game, but it, it came to to console. But they kind of changed it up a little bit. It was an esoteric uh, sci-fi, course question mark horror. XCOM UFO Defense. Yeah. Uh, uh, X, XCOM has delved into the horror genre. Um, I'm talking about the original ones where you actually went out to trouble locations somewhere on the map in XCOM 1. It was like, you know, obviously on land. And XCOM 2, the original XCOM 2 on PC where it was underwater, it was like Terror of the Deep or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And and there was, there was creep factor. There was eerie factor. There was, you know, line of sight. So you didn't know if an alien was like somewhere behind this one area, you know, area next to you. There, there. I think personally, I'm going to throw it in before I get your guys' opinion. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, but only because I came was fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, I I got into the XCOM series as of the recent games, so going back, I went, oh yeah, that th- these are pretty good. I'll buy the whole bundle and get them all, and go back to it. And I booted up the the OG XCOM, and I took two steps into a mission and got jumped by like a chrysalid, <laughs> and it would and just like my team in a reactionary turn immediately wiped, and I just I closed down uninstalled all these games. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> what did we learn? <laughs> Quality of life makes a good game. That, you know. Kind of a weird segue from that, but that actually reminds me of a great thing that that we have horror games that are able to do today that just ramps up the ten- tension. Uh, fucking horror games that mess with your game files. The, it, if the we're computer. going to talk about this, the best one, and I will fist fight anybody that disagrees with this. <laughs> I feel okay. very strongly about this. Is okay. a game on the GameCube called... Um, Eternal Darkness. If you have not ever played it, Eternal I don't, Darkness is a pretty good one. If you've never played it, I highly suggest you do whatever you need to do to get your hands on it. That game has a sanity meter, and as your sanity drops from being exposed to eldritch monsters, it, you will, will experience different effects, ranging from you go to save your game, and the game just hard cuts to the main menu and says it lost all your saves. Or that your memory card is corrupt. Or you'll walk into a room and your character's head will explode. Or you'll walk into a room and they will fall through the floor and it will look like a bug. But haha, just kidding, you're crazy. Or it'll go, it'll cut to a blue screen like the old TVs had whenever you uh, 
switch to an input that it wasn't using mm-hmm. and act like and act like a lost connection to your GameCube. It would do everything it could to fuck with you. But those were just fuck with, like your game's still saved or whatever the case. Yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, your game's oh, still yeah. saved. It just fucked with you. <laughs> That's <laughs> evil. That's fucking great. <laughs> but like, you've got so many games on like the Steam Store these days that 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 have horror elements to them, uh, and 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 these games will like legit fuck with your game files to ch- just ramp up that that uh that horror factor, like. I still remember the first time that fucking Undertale closed itself off on me. Like, that's, that's not a horror game, per se, but it's got some horrific elements in it. And the first time it just shuts the game on you, oh, man, that scared the shit out of me. Because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Like, just out of fucking nowhere. Oh, game closed. Like, what? No, fuck you. I boot it back up, and the fucking game's mocking me. That's twisted. I thought my fucking I, I I legit thought my computer had got had become sentient. Oh jeez. And was fucking with. Me. Oh my. Um, there there's another one in recent memory that that um is living proof that you have to read the fucking tags on the video games on the Steam store because if you don't read the tags, you will not be prepared for this whatsoever. Uh, there is a game called Doki Doki Literature Club. It is a visual novel game. Straight up fucking horror. But you don't realize it until you're like all the way through the game. And the game just starts fucking with you and messing with the files on your computer. Like, you you. you have to go... You actually, in order to complete the game, you actually have to go into the game files and delete certain game files in order to win. Ooh, that's good. That's evil. Oh my! But you wouldn't realize that it's a horror game until you get to that point, unless you read the tags on the game uh, on the Steam Store, because it masquerades as this cutesy little ro- romance visual novel, and then it fucking slaps you in the face with with the horror elements at the end of the game. Don't tell me. One of the girls is a yandere. Oh my god. The, the, not not only is one of the girls a yandere, she's a self-aware yandere. <laughs> I, I, I unfortunately didn't even become aware of that game's existence up until like the the fandom had taken off and all the weebs were like, hey, Doki Doki Literature Club, it's a horror game. <laughs> and like because now I wish somebody had been just like had come up to me and just said just play it I'm not going to tell you why just download it and play it that's that's what that's what my friends did to me they, they were like they were like hey you sometimes inv- enjoy like visual novel games and whatnot I'm like yeah I really only enjoy the ones with story you know or, or you know an actual payoff uh and uh they're like oh no no you just really gotta play this one and i got to the part where like just fucking straight up goes full horror and like the girls start getting erased from the game the rest of the girls start getting erased from the game and i'm like what the fuck nice who invented this that's when i checked the tags on steam and i'm like oh okay i guess it is actually how the game is supposed to go i didn't get a bugged out fucking copy (laughs) like doki club gave me flashbacks to undertale like i was sitting here going oh it's fucking flowy all over again you know has anybody played yandere simulator that, that uh, game's I, never I, actually gonna come out. I have I have seen people playing uh, Yandere Simulator. I've never actually gotten the chance to play it myself. I enjoy the hell out of the idea of a game that just has you killing people indiscriminately and hiding the bodies. I found it hilarious. I'm just like, there's yeah. just something funny about that in a school setting, no less. Oh, there's even that part where, like, if you kill girls in a certain room or whatever, you go to a, like, you go to, like, a different dimension. It's a crazy crap like that. 
I was just like, oh. Yeah, this definitely is not a QTWT um, anime game. There's no, yeah, none of that kind of stuff. I'm just like, oh. Um, well, shout out to Japan. They're doing their thing once again. Um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, you know, just put some holy water on my computer now. All Sounds right. Good. Well, horror games. Big, big genre. Yeah, lots of stuff to pick from. Uh, lots of stuff to tickle anybody's fancy. Um, I feel like I really got to go play a horror game now. <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> I'm probably, I'm probably going to go play The Forest or something later. Um, Castlevania 2 Quest. <laughs> Anybody is, that the, is that the one with the really bad translation that I remember? Yeah. I am oh, error. Some shit. Yep. Oh, wait a minute. Does Wolfenstein count? Someone no. set us up the bomb. Okay. Yo, does Wolfenstein count? No. Uh, not no. really. It's kind of in the same uh, same classification as Doom. D- mm. Doom counts than, than Wolfenstein, though. All right. But yeah, not, not technically horror. It definitely has some horror elements, but not not far enough in to be considered like straight up horror. Now, if you want an SPS that that is horror, look up an old game called Blood. You'll thank me <laughs> later. The only horror in that is all the fucking hit scan weapons. Or oh uh, my god. <laughs> or or some some of us uh, old arcade arcade guys will remember. Uh, a horror favorite, House of the Dead. That was uh, just an arcade game. House it of was... the Dead one and two were, wasn't that wasn't what I would consider a horror. It, it you know had spoopy monsters, but it was action shoot 'em up. There was a there was a I want to say it was House of the Dead four that I played at a uh, at an arcade somewhere in Pennsylvania. Shit, I don't even remember where. Monsters. Uh, <laughs> There, there, there was, there was a version of the House of the Dead arcade box that, uh, unlike the the usual House of the Dead style arcade boxes, uh, instead of just the light gun and the screen, it was actually enclosed in that, a box. That's what I'm talking about. For for you and a partner to go and sit inside. And, and and use your light guns, and it would like blow shit at you, and, it and squirt and, water at you and, and some shit. What you're talking about? Look, look, look. If we want, if we want an arcade style shooter that that uh, that's horror aspect, my vote is uh, the Aerosmith shooter game. The what? The Aerosmith shooter game? Look I it up. I forgot Aerosmith did have a shooting game. Yes, they did. Where instead of shooting bullets, you're shooting CDs. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, they find you. What's that? I said, on that note, where can everybody find you? What's your find address? Find me? Oh, my address is 666 Mockingbird Lane. <laughs> now, hey. uh, you guys can find me anywhere Realm of the Mist can be found, whether right here on YouTube. You can also find me on our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming. And, of course, wherever quality podcasts can be heard. And, Anthony, where can everybody find you? All right, what's up, guys? My name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And um, I'm part of the show called Delivery Bros. That's D-E-L-I-V-E-R-Y-B-R-O-S. And you can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Apple. The list goes on. On anywhere you can listen to a podcast, I am the guy you can listen to mad fast. You can find me on social media at Delivery Bros Podcast on Twitter. You can find me at Delivery Bros Pod on Instagram. And you can even find me on Facebook as well, Delivery Bros. Once again, my name is Anthony Anthem. Check me out, son. All right, Craig, did you want to give anything where anybody can find you, or do you wish to remain anonymous? Don't look for me, especially not at, uh, let's see, Mr. Ripper underscore TV at Twitch, or the underachieving Toku Sentai also at Twitch. Uh, I think there's a uh, Yub Tub channel, a 
attached to that too. I also do let's plays on Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> I've oh. got <laughs> I've got a uh, uh, ongoing let's play at the uh, Nine Inches of Pain, and we are playing. Oh, what, what was it? Oh, that's right. Um, uh, Monster Musumu Musume. I, I don't know how to I don't know how to pronounce those moon runes. <laughs> I don't actually have a Pornhub channel. That, that that was all made up. God damn it! I was just looking you up too. <laughs> I was actually about to how, go. Was like, Get how how have here. I been? How have I been your friend all these years and not realized you're a Toku nerd? Like, because I'm super low key about it. Like, I, I have a fucking All Might hat sitting up on my bookshelf right now. I will never wear it because it looks terrible, but I like looking at it. Well, I mean, All Might's not really Toku, but... I mean, I, I could rant about JoJo and... Um, yes, 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 yes. I actually just finished the la- the part six. I'm, I'm talking... Part five. I'm, I'm, talking like, I'm talking like Super Sentai Kamen Rider here. Oh. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just low-key about it. <laughs> I can't. I have to let uh, people think I'm cool. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm your host Zephyr Zero. This has been Press A Gaming Podcast. Uh, be sure to check in next uh, Friday or every other Friday for great gaming content. See you later. Bye.